Welcome to the Mindful Meditation Journey Podcast. My name is Jennifer Grove, and I'm a wellness retreat leader, yoga and meditation teacher, and a multiple business entrepreneur. And I am obsessed with helping you treat yourself like the beautiful soul that you are. So if you're looking to make shifts in your life, your meditation practice, your relationships, and yourself, then you've come to the right place. My goal in this podcast is to help you see the infinite mindfulness within yourself to be, do, have, and treat yourself with whatever your heart desires. So I want you to think of this podcast as your dose of mindset development to help you maximize who you are and where you're going. So leave it to me to provide you with the tools, the resources, the strategies, and the teachings that you can incorporate to create a reality of mindfulness and bliss in your everyday life. I know we're going to have so much fun together, so thank you for pushing play today. And now, let's begin. Hi, and welcome back. Um, I know it's been a couple of days, uh, but I really wanted to take some time to figure out how I wanted to bring up this next topic um, around mindfulness. Because I want us to think about how mindfulness is mainstream, right? It's going mainstream. It's not 100% by any means. But if you want some powerful, powerful proof that mindfulness works, check out how it's changing the lives of students, of teachers, of soldiers, prisoners, like people all over. So I want to touch base on just a couple of those, like um, in schools, right? Think about yoga and mindfulness training and how it can help our schools. Right? By giving the teachers the much needed tools to cope with the present, like the present moment, the pressures of educating children, especially, especially those under-resourced communities, right? There are now organizations that are working with schools to work with teachers, to work with children. I actually uh, used to volunteer uh, like six plus years ago with an organization in my area that um, teaches mindfulness and yoga to um, elementary students. Uh, and it's, they're absolutely cutest because they are just thriving to get the attention to learn new things, you know, but you can really see that in these underdeveloped, underprivileged schools that it is such a huge need for these children and for the teachers to allow the teachers to, to release some of that pressure that they're feeling. Because if you think about it, teacher burnout is a huge, huge problem. Okay, I mean, 
Teachers are reporting extreme levels of physical, mental, emotional stress. But if you think about it, our education system doesn't prioritize their well-being. What the fuck is up with that? Sorry for my language, but seriously, what is up with that? We should be prioritizing well-being, not just looking at numbers and trying to get students in and out and working a scheduled hours, right? It's less about the numbers and more about the humans that, or that's exactly how it should be. But because of this, because they're not being prioritized, the children, nor the teachers, right? Teachers are, they're leaving their professions early on in their careers. Like they're not staying 30, 40, 50 years, you know, they're, they're leaving within five because they're just burnt out. They're not getting the help and the support that they need. But with the help of these nonprofit organizations that come in and work with students and work with teachers, it's absolutely amazing. Like some of the relief and the changes that you can see in the students, in the teachers, in the education system, in that particular school, right? It's because like your personal stress can be relieved through yoga and mindfulness, you know? So by just implementing some mind body practices in the classrooms, you know, leading children through breathing exercises, it has been known to show that students can become incredibly engaged and they focus more and their emotions are regulated. It's just absolutely amazing what some well-being, some mindfulness will do on a consistent basis in the classroom. So it's just, I mean, there were small groups of, of, you know, these nonprofit organizations, but if you look, they are increasing around the globe, right? And teachers like yoga teachers are being trained for these specific um, programs. So it's growing in the schools. Just, it's sad because I, I really wish that it was a requirement. And because yoga is first and foremost, a peaceful, peaceful practice, they have started using it in the military for soldiers who are returning home and suffering from, you know, post-traumatic stress, like, you know, depression, um, stressful disorders, that kind of thing. I mean, it's not a perfect antidote by any means, but it, it does help relieve some of that added stress. And it's so beautiful because there have, there have been like studies in regard to this where veterans have come back and just reported like how they've had like improved sleep. They're less irritable. They're less angry. 
you know, they're, they're more focused, they have more concentration and it's such a beautiful thing. So it's really nice to know that there is mindful yoga therapy out there for veterans. You know, yoga teachers are able to go and get these certifications so that they can help in different areas of our society, right? In schools, in military, in businesses, um, in prisons. And again, a lot of these are nonprofit organizations that are working with like, um, you know, the schools, the, the military, uh, the prisons, um, not so much so really for businesses. Um, those are usually for profit, um, organizations, yoga teachers that are working with businesses, but it, it's just so important for our well being to not just work, 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 and then go to the gym to relieve some stress and then go home. Like we need to implement certain practices, you know, in the prisoners, in the prisoners, <laughs> tying my words together here in the prison system, they've brought in, um, this behavioral change, right? Uh, so that the prisoners that are there I mean, they're impacted by this chronic interpersonal trauma that they have, right? Going on in their lives and it needs to be met with, with dignity and with understanding. And so there are, again, nonprofit organizations that work with these people, you know, because they are, they're people just like us. Maybe they're behind bars, you know, maybe they've done something that, um, is not appropriate, but they're still human beings, right? Violence is an addiction. And if they are given the proper tools, they can honestly be more mindful, be more relaxed, suffer less depression, suffer less stress disorders, right? Less violence. And there's been so many studies um, on all of these different avenues. And so the, the last part that I w- want to talk about, you know, about this mindfulness being mainstream is more in the business sector of things where these are more for profit um, yoga teachers, um, yoga businesses that are working with businesses because most businesses, they are future focused and they are moving full steam ahead. But if we stop and think about it, it seems like staying more present could truly help organizations reach their end goals more efficiently. Because honestly, you know, if mindfulness helps us as individuals in our own personal lives, why would it not help in the workplace? Why would it not be as valuable management tool that improves the employee's focus, that helps them manage their stress, that also encourages teams to work collaboratively together, right? 
why do we look at mindfulness most of the time as just being a personal gain when it is a collective gain? Because if mindfulness, again, helps us personally in our own personal lives, if it helps us be, you know, have our attention be more stable, um, more controlled, we're more efficient around our homes, around our families, why would we not look at incorporating that into our businesses so that an employer looks at their employees and gives them the ability to have these beautiful qualities to stabilize their attention, to control and allow them to be more efficient through mindfulness practices. I mean, one of the biggest organizations out there, Google, okay, Google offers, I don't know, roughly like 10 mindfulness courses to their employees. And why do they do that? Because mindfulness helps them feel calmer. It, it allows them to be able to listen better and be more patient, right? Because Google, I'm going to just assume, I mean, it's working with technology. It can be pretty freaking stressful, I would think. So if you work for an organization, find out what their policy is on well-being, on mindfulness practices. Um, Some organizations are actually incorporating it into their health plan and a lot of employees don't even know that it exists. And if you're a school teacher or um, you know someone who is a school teacher, Ask them, you know, what is their school's stance on their well-being? Um, again, a lot of schools actually have um, money set aside. It's usually um, through like the, the nursing um, department because they're, they're the healthcare provider, right, for the students and for the teachers. Um, but there's usually money set aside for particular activities. Find out. Um, I know several of the schools here in my area actually, again, do have money set aside every year for activities, particular activities, and they'll take polls from the teachers. Like, what would you like to spend this money on? You know, would you like yoga? Would you like mindfulness? Would you like Pilates? And they'll hire someone to bring into the school for the teachers so that the teachers can work on their well-being, their mindfulness, their self-care practices. It's absolutely a beautiful, beautiful thing that we should really be tapping a lot more into. And I know I just went off on like this little tangent, um, but I, I want you to, to really kind of notice that mindfulness is mainstream. Even if you don't really know a lot about it in your organization, like where you work or in your children's schools. So I want to empower you to be able to ask those questions. 
right? Find out and be an advocate for yourself, for your children, for others. Because this mindfulness train is something we all want to be on. (laughs) I hope you enjoyed this episode um, tonight, today, sorry. Um, And I look forward to chatting with you again. Thank you so much for tuning into today's episode. If you absolutely loved what you heard today, be sure to share it with me by leaving a review so that I can keep the good stuff coming your way. And if you aren't already following me on social media, come soak up the extra love and inspiration by following me at Jennifer J. Grove Yoga and Wellness or visiting my website at jenniferjgroveyogaandwellness.com. I love and adore you so much and cannot wait to connect with you in the next episode. In the meantime, go out there and create the mindful and blissful life that you deserve.